In the late 1700s, a group of people living in North America threw off the yoke of English rule and established the United States of America. This was the first successful national liberation movement in the history of the world. The revolutionaries formalized their victory with the Constitution. On this 4th of July, the Los Angeles Times carried a full-page ad featuring the entire original version of the Constitution. Underneath it ran a short bit of ad copy. 1,458 words, and not one of them is me, I, or my. America was founded by people who believed in being there for each other. Happy Interdependence Day. Well said. Yet, the handful of billionaires who now run the United States believe that the sole purpose of our national documents, of our laws, is to help them even further enrich themselves, their business partners, and their heirs. That's downright unconstitutional. Welcome to another episode of Love and War, the podcast in which the irresistible force overcomes the immovable object. I'm your host, Lee Ballinger. I'm an author, poet, and producer based in Los Angeles. If you want to know more, check out my bio on Facebook, L-E-E-B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. You can hit me up at rockrap at AOL.com. R-O-C-K-R-A-P, or on Facebook. Ken Williams fought as a Marine in Vietnam. It did not go well. Death all around him, and he was exposed to Agent Orange, which would eventually cause the cancer that would kill him. When Ken got out of the Marines, he returned to Santa Barbara, California, and became a social worker. There he was caught up in another war, a war against the homeless. It did not go well. As of the moment Ken Williams passed away recently, over 400 homeless people in Santa Barbara had died on the streets and in the shelters of that city. Santa Barbara has the resources to end homelessness. The average yearly family income there is $105,057. But the city's leaders chose not to solve the problem, despite relentless pressure from Ken Williams and many others to do so. We can honor the memory of Ken Williams by, pardon my language, another death. The death of the idea that the best we can do is manage homelessness. Managing homelessness means that the war never ends and the body count keeps rising. We must give life throughout our country to the idea of ending homelessness. In Santa Barbara and every other American city, there are more empty homes and apartments than there are homeless people. Take the people without homes and put them in the homes without people. I have a new book out called Love and War, My First 30 Years of Writing. You can download a copy 
absolutely free at loveandwarbook.com. That's loveandwarbook.com. Let me know what you think of it. In her excellent anti-fracking novel, Heat and Light, Jennifer Hay writes about the men who work on the rigs. Quote, After 12 hours, they'd rather sleep than drink or eat or talk to their families. With a few youthful exceptions, they would rather sleep than fuck. Unquote. Hay's point is well taken, but, as it turns out, it may not be totally accurate. Researchers at the Yale School of Public Health have discovered that rates of chlamydia and gonorrhea are much higher in Ohio in counties with significant fracking activity. Why? The formation of work camps leads the men with fracking jobs, usually from out of town, into more casual sex of one kind or another, paid or unpaid. This is one more reason, along with problems such as earthquakes and poisoned water, to institute a nationwide ban on fracking. Donald Trump continues to claim that his immigration policies are necessary to prevent an immigrant crime wave. Every day, Trump says, sanctuary cities release illegal immigrants, drug dealers, traffickers, gang members back into our communities. They're safe havens for just some terrible people. Really? University researchers at SUNY Buffalo looked at crime rates for 200 metropolitan areas and compared them with immigration rates over the past several decades. This study found that a large majority of the cities studied have more immigrants today than they did in 1980 and fewer violent crimes. First, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, he the owner of a $100 billion fortune, helped to defeat a bill in Washington state that would have placed a tax on the incomes of anyone making a million dollars a year or more. Then, Amazon opposed a proposed tax in Seattle that would have forced big corporations to help the homeless. Now, an organization called China Labor Watch has sent undercover workers into Amazon factories in Hengyang, China. They discovered that workers who make parts for Echo, Echo Dot, and Kindle work at very low pay and put in up to 80 hours a month in overtime, even though that is illegal in China, they live in unsanitary dormitories and often fall asleep from exhaustion on the assembly line. Meanwhile, it was recently revealed that ambulances have been called 600 times over the past three years to treat British Amazon employees at company warehouses, which are infamous for their slave-like conditions. Yet, Jeff Bezos says that, I'm very proud of our working conditions and very proud of the wages we pay. On the other hand, there is resistance to the worldwide lack of corporate morality. More than 650 employees of the San Francisco-based cloud computing company Salesforce.com have signed a letter to CEO Mark Benioff asking him to reconsider the company's business ties with U.S. Customs and Border Protection over the issue of the separation of immigrant families. 
at Microsoft. Employees have protested the company's contract with the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. Workers at Amazon pushed the firm to stop selling facial recognition services to law enforcement agencies. And after thousands of employees signed a petition against building warfare technology, Google decided last month against renewing a contract to provide artificial intelligence systems for the Pentagon. Take me back to Trinidad, Texas. Population a pocket full. Town of traditions and red dirt in a senior class which consists of 26 students. Great men football was a necessity. And every back row consists of one house and that road was usually named after the family that resided in the house. The National Endowment for the Arts has confirmed what we know to be true, that more and more people are reading poetry. It's estimated that 28 million adults in the United States read poetry in 2017, with growing numbers of readers across multiple demographics. She feeds them rice and beans to stretch the money till next week. Now, pounds of cherries, oranges, and peanuts are being bagged like crack cocaine. This time, they're being slanged under the freeway or across the train tracks. Do I speak for the world? Let's finish up with a quote of the week. This time from comedian John Stewart, who said, What do you do? How's your iPhone? How's that made? How's your chicken sandwich? All I'm saying is that no matter how woke you are, everybody sleeps sometime. And we have to wake up together or we don't wake up at all. That's it for now. If you see me on the street, smile back. Wait.